Hello and welcome to eyewitness accounts. Have you ever seen or heard things that you just cannot explain? Well, you're in the right place. This podcast is based on eyewitness accounts of paranormal experiences. The first story you're about to hear is called The Closet, followed by The Blue House, and lastly, The Boy in the Blue Overalls. Now, I was a little girl. My parents were divorced, so I went back and forth between my mom and my dad's place. And my dad lived in this apartment. It was eerie, old, built probably a hundred years ago. Just the wallpaper in my room told me that there was history. And the strange sensations of being watched from every angle of the apartment. Now, my dad was nice, and since I was the only girl out of my two brothers, he made sure to give me the biggest room because he wanted me to feel welcomed. But in this room, there was a closet in the corner. And I always remember being so scared of this closet. It just, I felt like someone was watching me. And... I would build up the courage sometimes to go in the closet. You can just feel the hairs on your arm lift, chills going down your spine. I knew there was something in there. But what was it? Who was it? I started getting these crazy ideas in my head. I had to get them out on paper, and the next thing I knew I was writing poem and poem and poem after this lost girl, and I had no idea why, and I was writing things that I know I wasn't feeling, like depressing things, like being lost and never finding home, or going down to the river, and it just was out of nowhere. Here's the weird thing. I would want to sleep with the door closed, but every time I would sleep with the door closed, it wouldn't close. It would always open a crack in the morning. And I remember talking to my dad because my dad did not like it when I closed the closet door at all. He always wanted it to be open. My dad would say, you have to leave the closet door open because that's what she likes. She likes? What? Excuse me? I'm the one trying to sleep here, and what are you talking about, sir? Now, my bed was across the room, so my feet were facing the closet. And I remember telling my best friend about this. I'm like, there is a little girl in my closet. I just know it. I always feel eyes watching me, and my dad said that really weird thing about the girl being in the closet. There's a ghost in my closet. And of course, this spooked her out. One night she was staying over and it was her birthday in the morning and she's never had a surprise. So I thought it would be a great idea if me and my dad and my brothers would blow up all these balloons so that when she woke up in my room in the morning, there'd be a whole bunch of balloons. 
So she was sleeping and it was later at night and me and my family were blowing up the balloons and I was trying to put them into my room and I could just feel this heaviness, this darkness. I was being watched from the closet and all of a sudden, boom, a balloon just popped out of nowhere. Another balloon just popped again. What is going on? And I look and I see the little girl. She was smiling. I freaked out. I panicked. I didn't know what to do. She popped another one. I was so scared she was going to wake my friend up. I didn't want to ruin her birthday surprise. The weird thing is, he was still blowing up balloons in the other room. So I look to the little girl and I say, can you please stop popping these balloons? They're for my best friend's birthday. Pop. A huge noise comes from the other room. I run out and my brother is practically crying. My dad is like, a balloon literally popped in his mouth while he was blowing it up and it's so loud. And my brother was like, it hurts so much, I can hear a ring in my ear. What is going on? I was so scared. It only escalated from there. One night, I was laying in my bed. And normally I've been pretty strong because my parents believe in the paranormal and they always tell me you have to stay strong, stand your ground, you cannot be afraid because that's what they feed on. And I remember this in my head, but also I am a young girl, okay? I am scared of monsters under my bed and there is a girl staring at me in the closet popping balloons. Anyway, I was laying in my bed asleep one night well, trying to sleep, not actually sleep, and I felt something over top of me. The fear paralyzed my body. I couldn't move. What was happening? I, I couldn't move my body. This is the first time this has ever happened to me, and I couldn't close my eyes. I was just wide awake, and there she was, the girl from my closet, floating over top of me staring at me. How is this possible? She's not even at the side of my bed looking at me or in my closet. She is literally floating horizontally over top of my body while I am trying to sleep, staring into my soul. I panic. After that night, I never slept in that room again. I literally took the mattress out of my bed and I put it in my dad's room. I refuse to step foot in there. I just moved my five kids to this big blue country house outside the small town that I've been longing for. Now, it's an older building and the structure is just beautiful. It has two ponds, a big backyard where my kids can run around all day. It's different at night, being alone in that big house while my kids are sleeping, with the giant glass sliding door looking into the deep, dark forest. But that's not the weird thing about the house. The weird thing is that I, I lay in bed 
and I can hear two kids running through the house. And I get up to yell at my kids, go back to bed, it's late. But wait, there's no one there. Ugh, my kids must be playing hide and seek, you know, being little rascals so they don't have to go to sleep. But when I check on each of my five kids, they are sound asleep. That's weird, I think. But I just shake it off and I go back to bed. Then a couple hours later, I hear the footsteps again and I hear the giggling of these two little boys. But when I awake, there's nothing there. The next morning, as I'm changing my baby's diaper, he starts mumbling. And I ask, oh, who are you talking to? And his big brown eyes look at me and says, I'm talking to the sky people. I just laugh it off. <laughs> no, you're not. He's like, yes, mom. They're right around us. Now this makes me feel really weird. What do you mean, sky people? I just say, well, I hope they're nice. And go on with my day. Months pass and we're living in this house in harmony. But things start to feel strange. Like every time I go down to the basement to change the cat's litter, because that's where we keep it, since the kids don't go down there very much. And the laundry's down there, it just... I feel like there's someone watching me, someone looking over my shoulder. Now my one daughter, she starts to spend more time in the basement and I think that's odd. Till she tells me that there's someone in the basement. And I'm like, what do you mean there's someone in the basement, sweetie? There's no one down there. She proceeds to tell me that there's a man in the basement and his name is George. He looks a bit scary and his skin is red. It looked like that time that she spilled tea on herself. I think to myself, he looks burnt? And I just shrug it off. Oh, it's nothing, sweetie. It's just your imagination. But that very same evening, I put the kids to bed. It's getting late. I should probably go to bed myself, but I'm too distracted typing away on my computer. Now, the computer room and the dining room are straightly connected to the basement door. And I hear loud as day. Get me out of here! sounded like a man's voice screaming for help in the basement. Oh, no, 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 I'm just losing my mind. I have to go to sleep. I run up to bed and just shake it off. The weird thing is, is I start to notice that every night after this, when I put my daughter to bed, she stops at the top of the basement stairs and she yells, Good night. Good night, sweetie.
closes the door and goes to bed. This really didn't sit well with me, but you know, <laughs> she had a active imagination. So I asked her one day, I said, honey, why do you say goodnight to the basement? She looks at me and says, I'm worried if I don't say goodnight, George will get mad. This put chills down my body. This can't be true. Oh, okay, sweetie. I'm just happy you're being nice. With all these strange happenings, these footsteps and giggling in the middle of the night to a man screaming in the basement for help, I, I needed to get to the bottom of this. So I decided to look into who owned the house before me. And I gave them a call. And the things I found out still haunt me to this day. Turns out, there was a man that fell down the basement stairs and there was a fire. He was trapped and yelling for help. Please, someone get me out of here. Get me out. He burned alive. I also found out because this was a very old house that way back in the day, I cannot remember the year to tell you the truth. But there was two young boys that were playing in the winter snow and the storm got too much. And there was a whiteout and they could not find their way home. And they found their bodies the next day. They froze to death. Now, me and my husband ended up selling this house. But I do often wonder if George still screams for help and the footsteps and giggles of the little boys echo the hallways. I still remember the specific event clear as day. But we moved around a lot, so I don't remember the exact location and time of this happening. I do, however, remember that the house was red. Red bricks. I was just a young girl and happened to see a lot of things. My parents would often tell me that I was gifted and that I was a light in the darkness that would attract things to try to talk to me. I would always play with this little boy and I remember exactly what he looks like in his blue little overalls and red t-shirt. He was my age. We would play trucks, we would play with blocks, we would run around. Every time we would hang out, he would always asked me where his parents were. And as a young kid, I was very confused by this question because I'm at home with my parents and you're just over here visiting, so your parents just must be at home, right? I would often just ignore his question and be like, I don't know, they're probably at home, pick you up later. But he would always ask again and again, and I didn't know what to do, it really confused me, so I finally went up to my mom one day, and I said to her, 
Mom, this little boy that I've been hanging around with, he keeps asking me where his parents are. My mom was confused because I was literally pointing to the little boy that was standing right beside me. Could she not see him? She had a look on her face. She knew exactly what was going on. And she said to me with the most calmest voice, she told me to tell my friend, this little boy, to go to the light. Now, I was young, but I did understand what that meant. And without hesitation, I turned around and the little boy asked me once more, where are my parents? With confidence, I smiled and I told him, go to the light. And we were in the hallway at the time. And if you looked up, there was one of those lights on the ceiling, like a popcorn light. And I pointed at it. Because as a little kid, that was the only logical thing, right? When you say light, you mean light. But it was the most magical thing that could ever happen, and it only ever happened to me once. But I'm so glad it did. I look up, and the light on the ceiling illuminates. It was so bright. It got so big, it covered the whole ceiling, and the little boy floated up to the light, and he was gone. That's when I knew that I wanted to help people. I wanted to help people go to the light. Thank you so much for listening. Now, these three stories were submitted by Anonymous based on their eyewitness account. If you have a story that you would like to share with us and maybe end up here on the podcast, feel free to email at podcasteyewitness at gmail.com. Again, that is podcasteyewitness at gmail.com. Your name will remain anonymous unless stated otherwise. Now, this is our first ever episode, so be sure to give it some love. For now, the plan is bi-weekly episodes, but be sure to check out our Instagram for episode updates. Thanks again. Narration by Piper Stoffer. Scoring and voiceover by Paul Dawson.